Welcome into the Snapped Podcast, my personal audio journal. My name is Tyler Kluver. I'm a personal trainer and podcaster, but it gets a little bit deeper than that. And this show is going to give you an inside look on my thoughts concerning health and fitness, business, mindset, and creating the life that you feel lucky to live. I hope you enjoy the show. Sit back, relax, and let's have a day. All right, we're back. It's a Wednesday. It's a freaking Wednesday. Fourth of July weekend. Fireworks going off. Getting back into the working mode here. I worked on Monday. I don't know about you, but I worked on Monday. It is a short week for some. Five-day week for me. We are back to our normally scheduled programming. Oh, and there it is, a yawn to go with it, my babies. We're back to Wednesdays, and we're back to yawning on the podcast. And I predict at least another two or three. Um, lots going on. Lots going on. I've been busier than I'd like to be. And I don't know why that is. Summer is a busy time. I think that... The weather's nice and you can be outside doing things and a lot of people plan stuff in the summer, weddings, other activities, vacations, all this stuff. So we've been running around doing, there's the second one, there's the second yawn. We're three minutes into this episode. It could be a bad one today. People are planning stuff and I'm running around doing a bunch of shit, but we're back. Last week, we were in Indianapolis. I got to go back to the gym. Uh, In fact, a week ago today, I got to go back to the gym that I was at uh, during the weekend of the Big Ten Championship game where I was able to work out with Noah Olson and Andrew East, who is the husband of Sean Johnson. Uh, I've made a relationship a connection with Andrew's brother who works at that gym, JD. And he was like, yo, come and work out. Like, let's get a session in. So I was able to go and get like a solid two hour session in at that gym, which was nice because when you're on the road and you don't have your normal equipment, your normal setup, your normal routine, it makes things a little less smooth than you'd like them to be. It's y'all number three. We're just going to keep a ticker today. And uh, it was good. I have been feeling really good fitness-wise recently. Today's episode is going to be, and again, I know I told you guys that the protocol, the, the, the supplements and the food and the workout, it's coming. It's going to be next week because I want to write it down. I want that episode to actually be a good representation a and a well thought out episode unlike 99% of these other episodes that I do I want that episode to be pretty crisp clean cut I want to move from each topic to topic or each area of my life pretty quickly but also get the point across and go into detail so that you guys get a sense of what we're working with and off the top of my head it's not going to be like that I'm going to scatter I'm going to go 
different places. I'm going to come back around to things. I want to write it out in an outline form so I can just bang, 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 right? So today we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about uh, sort of how I've been feeling recently um, and the introduction of something that we've done in the past uh, back into my training. I, like I said, have been feeling really, really fit. Um, as far as what I'm capable of doing output wise, I feel arguably the fittest I've ever been. I'm in a spot where, you know, that's the number four. Number four, baby. Unfucking believable. You guys hate me and it's warranted. Um, I'm in this really fun spot. It's also a really, um, not anxiety inducing or really annoying. There's a negative connotation, a negative side. If you're chalking up pros and cons to being in this phase of my fitness life, there's definitely some side, some, some ticks in the negative side, right? There's a lot of pros. You're always the fittest you've ever been. You're always seeing improvement in something, right? You're seeing all this progress be made. And that is the goal. I'm reaching the goals. I'm constantly seeing what I want to see. The downside to that is there's sort of an anxiety level or a urgency level that is you're always turned on. You're in a way, your foot can never come off the brake ever. It can never come off the brake. That's not what I wanted to say. It can never come off the gas. All gas, no brakes. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not taking rest days. I take rest days. It doesn't mean that you're not training smart and that you're putting different, you know, you're, you're hitting the full range of your body. You're not doing too much on the legs, multiple days or multiple workouts in a row or the arms or the core, whatever it may be. It's number five, you are following a well thought out program that is balanced which in turn is part of the reason why you're able to keep going at such a high rate, right? Again, we'll get into this next week when I finally write it down. I am training on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday around two and a half hours, two and a half to three hours a day on average. On Thursdays, I'm putting in somewhere between 60 and 90 minutes of a, what we'll call an active recovery. And on Sundays, I'm taking completely off. Now, compared to a professional CrossFit athlete, this is low volume, right? This is probably, um, you know. 
we're looking at two and a half times five, which is 12 and a half plus another 90 minutes. That's 14. You're looking at somewhere probably altogether 15 hours of actual training a week. And then, you know, another few hours spent actually working on your body recovery, stuff like that. Again, details to follow. But the negative tick mark, check mark in the, in the con side is you're beat up a lot, right? For someone like me, you are, you know, I'm not living a life of perfect, you know, sponsored recovery. I don't have all the tricks and tools. You know, I've got a inversion table. I've got a foam roller. And I've got, you know, myself to stretch if I want to. I can sleep as much as I, as I need to. I can do the supplements and the food as much as I need, but it's not perfect, right? I don't have sauna. I don't have recovery boots. I don't have all these fancy tools. I don't have a cold, a cold plunge, right? And so there's a negative side associated to that as well. And some days, today being one of those, unfortunately, and as you guys know, I've had this little knee issue basically since February. Um, some days you feel like you're just kind of stuck together with masking tape and toothpicks. Like you're just being held together by, you know, a couple paper towels. Somehow they tied them around your waist and mentally that can do, that can wear on you. Um, this morning I was hoping to get up and do, you know, 75 minutes of work, start with some cardio and then work myself into some lifting. I got done with the cardio and, you know, yesterday was a heavy day. It was definitely a, a day where we pushed pretty hard. Tuesdays, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday generally is. Um, yesterday happened to be a little harder than most Tuesdays. Wednesday, this is like the third hard training day in a row, right? Where Thursday, tomorrow, we're going to get recovery. The body's going to get a little bit of a break. We're not going to hit an intensity that we normally hit. We're not going to hit the volume that we normally hit. We're only going to do one session. So today's the day where there is an element of, Hey, we just got to get through it. Right. We just got to make it through Wednesday and um, I get done with the cardio. I woke up and the knees were already feeling a little creaky. I get done with the cardio and I feel this little pull. And as I stand here, my self test to feel that pull is not there anymore, which makes me feel a little bit better. But it's just this little like tingle of like when I basically do a standing, I bring my heel to my butt on my left side. I could feel this pull across the top of my kneecap. Which when the knee is already in a jacked up spot, you're like, okay, is this going to go? And I felt other similar responses from my knee recently in the last couple of weeks where 
I'm getting a little worried that it's like I, you would you would think that there would be pain associated with this. I don't necessarily feel pain. I just kind of feel that it's there. And in my head, my you know, I'm I'm all messed up, just thinking straight to the worst. But I'm like, is my patellar tendon just going to snap off? Like, is it just going to fully snap? And I'm just running this thing into the ground. And on the other side of that, I'm doing workouts that I should not be able to do, not even close, if I had any sort of structural damage, real structural damage to the tendons with no pain once I'm into the workout. And I'm hitting PRs on multiple lifts, squats that don't hurt, Um, jerks that don't hurt deadlift PR that didn't hurt even a lot of the I, I, I actually squat snatched for the first time yesterday gonna do some variations of squat cleaning today meaning catching you know two to three hundred pounds in the bottom of a squat not just catching it up top where I can keep the knee a little bit more stable things that I shouldn't be able to do And so we didn't do the lifting this morning. We cut the morning session at just the cardio, 40 minutes worth of cardio. It's just one of those days. You're like, ah. And then, of course, what do I read? But one of the people that I follow, and this is why it's, this is why it's good to curate, craft your own little echo chamber, if you will, in a positive way. I think echo chambers are probably used more so in a negative connotation most of the time. I think you can use it, and maybe there's a better way to describe it than an echo chamber, but I think you can use the concept to your advantage. Um, I think I've talked about on here before that uh, the old cliche or concept of you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and I think maybe we need to do a full episode on that if we haven't. Again, your boy, the Snap Podcast, we're getting up to going to be 100 episodes soon. Give it a couple months, we're going to be at 100 episodes. So we've done a lot of topics, and I don't always remember exactly what we've, we've touched on, but I don't think we've done an episode on, those, on that concept of the five people you spend the most time with. It is absolutely true. And in my life currently, because I don't work out at a gym, And Lauren, my wife, and I do not do a lot of hanging out. We aren't the most social people. The people that we spend the most time with is each other, our families, um, and then a very few select other people. And those select other people are people who I would consider someone valid, someone uh, up to the standard when I think about that cliche of who you spend your time with. I don't know what that beeping is. If you guys can hear it, maybe you can't. I think it's actually the garbage person outside, of course, during my podcast. God damn it. Point is you can craft part of that, who you hang around or what your, what your, what's the best way to put this? 
Twitter, Instagram, social media is almost like another person, one of those five people probably can be considered. You can create a narrative, insert yourself into a community or multiple communities or mindsets or lifestyles by choosing who you follow on social media. And I think that that's just as powerful, maybe more powerful in some ways than one of the five people that you spend the most time with. Because for me, I feel like my peers, we'll call them, in the fitness world that I follow on social media, very few who I actually have met, many who I have not, but do the same stuff as me, are professional CrossFit athletes or big in the fitness industry, fitness coaches, strength and conditioning coaches, fitness athletes, professional athletes. That collective feed that I've created for myself presents itself to me on a daily basis as the standard, as what I'm striving for, as the people that I'm trying to be the most like, people who motivate or inspire me, people who have the same disciplines, dedications, priorities that I do, specifically in fitness and CrossFit. I'm feeling sorry for myself this morning. And I'm like, okay. And I do believe that there's, this was an instance of like, okay, I'm starting to feel one of the warning signs of like, you know, hindsight 2020, you get hurt. And then you look back and you're like, well, my body was telling me that I was going to get hurt and I just didn't listen to it. I think it was one of those this morning. I got to do a little bit more stretching, be a little bit more intentional with my workouts the next couple of days. But in my mind and on Instagram, I saw one of the people and they're like, when you don't feel like working out, that's the best time to work out. When you don't feel like eating clean, that's the best time to eat clean. Do it. And it's so true. And in my head, I was like, they're right. And I, uh, for a second, I considered like, should I just, should I finish out these two lifts that I got? I got 30 minutes of lifting. For me, I'm able to hash that out and delegate that to the afternoon where I'm just going to add on top and switch up a, a couple of different things in the afternoon session and I'll be just fine. And I will get that total amount of work in regardless. But I think it's so important to curate the right social media landscape for yourself because it can be very, very powerful. And maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more as we move forward. Um, maybe give its own episode to that concept because I think it's important. Quickly, we'll finish up today's episode by talking about some new fitness gear toys that I finally decided to take the leap on. Doesn't make me extremely happy because I hate spending money. 
I do consider these an investment, some more than others. Some will definitely find wear and tear after a while and not be worth anything. But um, so far, I've got five new things on their way to the home gym, the compound. Um, most notably, a new barbell. I have been using a $100 Amazon off-brand barbell, rusty, fully rusted barbell uh, for the last two to three years. Um, really, I've been really since 2015. It's, it's a barbell that's almost been going on eight years of use. Um, and it's a hundred bucks off Amazon. And it's what I've done all of my lifting with all of, you know, everything. And it's held up, but it was finally time in the year where I decided, you know what, fuck this. I'm going all in. There is no other option. I have to make some investments both in myself and my environment and the equipment that I use and this, you know, what I'm putting in my body and how I'm treating myself if I would like to take the next step or steps to being the best in CrossFit, a new barbell is part of that. It's a nice, sleek, all black barbell. Very excited about that. I will most likely definitely take more care of this one as far as um, keeping it rust free and stuff than the old one I have. I'll still use the old one for some stuff, but uh, happy to have a new barbell. That's the big one. Um, got myself a handstand push-up mat, which is just a very simple, like kind of the mat you would see that Velcroed to the side of a elementary, um, P, uh, like a PE gym, right? They're thin, maybe two inches thick, but they're pretty firm. And essentially what this allows me to do is give myself something just soft enough to bring my head down to where I'm not tapping it on the concrete but firm enough where I don't have to put plates down to equal out the level because I'm using a, an ab mat to tap my head to. So just instead of having to use two plates and a handstand pushup mat, for those that are actually into CrossFit or do anything with handstand pushups, you understand what I'm talking about. Basically, this just eliminates the use of three things gives me usage of 225 or 35 pound plates if I want to combine something that would require those with handstand pushups um, and makes it a little bit more standardized to what actually gets used in CrossFit competition. Pretty cheap, like 27 bucks, not a big deal. Barbell was 130, 140 bucks, but it was actually on sale, like 40% off or something like that. It's usually like a $220 barbell, which is decent. That's pretty decent. I got, those were both from Rep Fitness, I believe. Rep Fitness. And then I made another order, which is a competition jump rope. One that I will not use quite as much. One that is probably a little bit faster than the one I currently have. Um, 50 bucks off of Rogue. Um, and it's a hard work pays off branded one, Matt Fraser. So you get a little bit of uh, a little bit of style there. Um, it's not necessarily that I need another jump rope, but 
it's something that's cheap enough where you could always use another one. And if it's faster and I can just gain a little bit of an edge with it, um, we'll take it. And it's good to have multiples just so you're not wearing things out. Um, I lost my goddamn belt. I got a nice Velcro, you know, not a super expensive leather belt, but a nice cinch down Velcro rogue belt for Christmas last year or my birthday, one of the two. And I used it at the competition that me and Cole won a couple weeks ago. I was positive that I brought it home and now I can't find it. So got on and bought another one of those, same thing. And then I have three different pairs of, of grips for bar, uh, like bar work, muscle ups, ring muscle ups, toes to bar, whatever it may be. Um, really only one of them is worth a shit. I've spent way too much money. Um, well, I guess I spent 40 bucks on one pair that were worthless and I thought would be better. Um, the other pair I got is a gift. So I guess I didn't spend all the money on it, but I finally decided to go for like the, the known, I have one pair that's good. I need another pair. That's good again for the wear out sort of idea. Um, and I decided to add an, a pair of diamond carbon fiber grips, um, that are supposed to be good. So some grips, a belt, a new barbell, a handstand push-up mat, and a jump rope. All good stuff. All decently cheap, especially with the barbell barbell on sale. And um, that really cuts the list of stuff we need for the home gym. Stuff that we need that I don't have. Stuff that is left in about half, which is always exciting. As you guys know, whenever you buy stuff for yourself that is within the realm of your hobby, it's like Christmas. It's like you get to do your own thing and get new gifts for yourself. And it's fun when they come and they're nice and new and shiny. So very excited about this stuff. We've got some expensive stuff left to buy. 70 pound dumbbell, 30 pound wall ball, a couple additional floor mats to increase the square footage of where I can kind of work in the garage. Um, an additional pair of 45 pound bumper plates because your boy's getting strong out here. Uh, a climbing rope and maybe a sled. So six things left that we still need to purchase. Um, and we will purchase those um, as time goes on here. And uh, after we get through that, we're basically totally kitted. And uh, we're making our way towards absolute zero excuse land. So that's the update this week. Again, I will do protocol next week. I promise. I promise. Um, thanks for listening. Kind of a boring episode, but just an update week. We will talk next time. Peace.